Holy fuck balls, Batman. All right, let's just get this rolling because the great one's got a lot to talk about. Not a lot of time to do it. Even I, I got all day. But guys, it's already almost 60 degrees outside. It's not even 10 hundred hours yet. The sun is shining. I got to go to the gym so I can get the girls. And I'm going to go clean out my car because she's getting messy inside. I'm going to vacuum and organize and all that other shit and clean it up. Great one. How do you organize the inside of your car? Would you like store stuff in there? Okay. Have we met? Yeah. I have so much shit inside my car. I could survive a fucking disaster with what's inside my car because that is like my mini bomb shelter. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I want to get going so I can get to the gym. You can scream and shout with all your might. And you can scream, shout, wine, cry, snivel, piss, moan, look for a motherfucking safe space. This ain't it. You can shove your opinions up your ass. That way Biden's cock has something to keep it company. Don't forget, my friends and my enemies, the ever-present, the most likely, the third possibility. You are wrong, and I am right. In addition to that, as a bonus, you are welcome. Ah, motherfuckers, what's up, bitches? Bitches and bitchettes, yes, welcome. This right here, this is the great one himself, mouthing off on the internet, doing what he does best. This is Stating the Obvious Podcast. What is it? What's the weapons platform for which I launched the cruise missile my intellect at homes in on and destroys motherfucking statist all around the world. Does not matter what kind of statist you are. Homo statist, heterosexual, uh, homer. <laughs> oh, I was doing so good. I was doing so good. Yeah, you know, nothing can, nothing can ever be sustained. Nothing can ever be sustained. So let's start. Where, where do I want to start? First of all, we're not going to start with picking up where the previous episode ended. I'll get back to that. I'm going to finish that. And then we're going to talk about that because I know a whole lot of you are going, but great one. If people can't go into debt, how will we build the roads? A great one. How can you, how can you make debt? How can you make it illegal to borrow money? Oh, I don't know, guys. How could the government make it illegal to do something? I mean, I don't know. The government fucking injects experimental vaccines into people. The government conducted the Tuskegee experiment. Uh, the government put Japanese people into concentration camps. The government dropped nuclear bombs on the Japanese. The government fucking invaded Afghanistan, spent 20 years over there fucking around, and then ran away, leaving behind billions of dollars of fucking equipment. I don't know. God, how could the government make something illegal? Well, it's almost just unbelievable to comprehend. I will explain all of that. But not today. Right now, today, I want to start off by talking about my morning. I got up this morning and got caught up on some podcasts. First, let's talk about Frank Servey over at the Red Island, frankservey.com. He had two new podcasts that I hadn't listened to. I knew he had the one. I didn't realize there were two. The one about the mom who was on the staycation with the man who was getting a divorce from her. And like Frank said, if you're going to divorce your wife, why do you go on a staycation to a motel with the woman you're about to divorce? And anyway, she had some sex <clears throat> with some teenage hockey players from Colorado. 
And then she apparently, I forget what state they're from, apparently she even followed them to one of their hockey games. That's called stalking. So that was there. And then he did another one about this chick uh, teacher who had sex with some kids. And in the process of all this, we were reminded yet again that women are morons in every fucking way. And Frank brought up that when he was in school, there were no 20-something-year-old high school teachers. They were all 40-year-old chicks. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but this is just worth stating because it's obvious one more time. For any new listeners, because I know there's some of you out there, there's a few new listeners. There's actually, we're up to more than seven people listening to the podcast. There's some new listeners who have not yet purchased all the past episodes of my podcast, which you can do from the website. It's there. I mean, people give me shit about the website. Hey, guys, I'm busy. I don't have time to fuck with that right now, okay? Be happy. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Be happy I'm doing this. I got a lot of shit going on right now. No, not playing Star Wars. I sat down last night to play Star Wars after getting all kinds of shit done. I actually yesterday went to a theater to sit in the audience and watch a play. I have literally, Hitler, not sat in a theater and watched a play as a member of the audience who paid for a ticket. Oh my God, it's been years. It was great. It was really good. It was very good. So I did that yesterday and I got home and I had a bunch of shit to do, just work. I got through all that and it was like fucking seven o'clock at night or something. I sit down. I finally am going to play Star Wars. I get logged in and then I'm getting distracted. I'm doing other shit. And I go over there. Oh, I hit a button for my character to do something. I go do some other shit. Finally, all right, I sit down. All right, I'm going to play Star Wars. Where am I? And I come I do the thing. It's like, oh, I got to do this flashpoint. And I know, I remember this one. It's really long. I'm like, oh God, I don't have time. I'm looking at the clock. It's like, all right, my bedtime is less than an hour away. This flashpoint's going to take more than an hour. Fuck it. So I turned off Star Wars and went to bed. Almost went to bed. I went to bed. As I bed, I read a book. We'll talk about that in a minute. First, we're going to go back to talking about Frank Servi. His book, Pretty Lies Perish, finally finished it. Very good book. Highly recommended. If you don't have it, I can tell you, you should read this book. So anyhow, Frank is talking about how there is no 20-year-old teachers when he was in school. When he was talking about how when he was in school, if you had any of the little like 20-year-old bimbos, they were not teachers, they were substitute teachers. So like teachers in training. And see, I remember this too, because I was back in high school back in the 80s. You know, that was the decade, that was the last time. You know, that was when Ronald Reagan got elected and destroyed the economy, according to the house nigger over at the Los Angeles Times. I was in high school in the 80s. Yeah, none of my teachers were under 30 for sure. None of them were attractive. And the only time we ever saw a young woman in front of the classroom is if she was a substitute. They were, as Frank put it, Teachers in training. Now, we all know how the great one feels about teachers, public school, statism, 
all this other bullshit. All right. Now let's take that for the moment. Let's set that aside. If you're going to have a statist society with a public school system, which you shouldn't, okay, you shouldn't, but if that's what you're going to have, do you want your public school teachers to be 24-year-old bimbos with no life experience? And I know for those of you who've been here for years, you've heard this before. This is for the new people. And by the way, this is not a joke. I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm being dead fucking serious. Or do you want your school teachers to be 40-year-old women who have been married for 23 years, who have raised three children, who have taken care of a household, who have paid bills, who have dealt with having to get your automobile repaired, right? Who have life experience, who have done actual real things like raising children, staying married, not fucking high school boys. And if you think there's any debate here, then you're an idiot because there's not. The 40-year-old woman who's raised three kids and been married for 23 years is objectively superior to the 24-year-old bimbo with no life experience when you are contemplating who should be standing in front of a classroom of children attempting to pass along knowledge. So if the great one became dictator of the United States, one of the laws he would pass, because it's not Ancapadice, okay? If I become dictator of the United States, it ain't going to be Ancapadice. You could bet your sweet ass on that. Law, no woman under the age of 40 is allowed to be a teacher. You're not allowed to be a teacher unless you've been married at least 20 years. You're not allowed to be a teacher unless you've had at least three children. And shortly after that, I actually probably, I would get rid of public schools, to tell you the truth. I would. But in in the interim, like for the first year, while I'm still transitioning from great one to the president, right? Sorry, not president, dictator. El dictator. Zig Heil. Another topic, we won't go that way right now. No, not Hitler, but anyway. Anyway, we won't go that way right now. All right, so now, Frank Servi, frankservi.com. Buy his books, listen to his podcast. And unfortunately, I'm not drunk for today's podcast because I am going to the gym. I do not drink alcohol before I go to the gym because that's a good way to drop things on yourself and die. Unlike, <clears throat> unlike the podcast where I was, well, I'm, well, a little bit drunk, where I was drinking, where I made fun of T.J. Martinell for cosplaying that he was an infantry soldier in World War II. 
Now, you see, here's the thing about men. Men, in some ways, are more like women than they would like to admit. If you want a woman to have sex with you, the absolute last thing you can do is be nice to her. Because if you're nice to her, then she'll put you in the category of beta male, creepy, simp, all this other stuff. You'll never get the pussy. If you treat her like shit, right? If you have tattoos and you're a drug dealer and you treat her like garbage, oh my God, nothing will stop her from wrapping her little fucking cock, cock mitten around your dick. So you see, for all these years, TJ claims it's only been a year since his last podcast. He might be right. It feels like longer. That's all the girls say to me. It felt like longer. I know it feels really long, baby. That's because it's so thick. All this time. Oh, TJ Martinell, good author. You should read his books. Man, great. He, man, he used to do this great podcast. Really smart guy. And he stopped doing the podcast. Boy, I sure do wish he'd do his podcast again. Man, really, really smart stuff he'd have on his podcast. Really enjoyed listening to it. You guys, nothing, 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 nothing out of TJ. Oh, no, just nothing. So I go on the internet. I don't know where else you would go. Some people go in the bathroom. I go on the internet. I go on the internet and I make fun of TJ Martinell for cosplaying that he was an infantry soldier in World War II. 48 hours later, he's got a new podcast episode up. And that's the only way you can get men to do anything. You can't be nice to them. You can't pay them a fucking compliment. You have to insult them. You want any fucking action out of a man? Hey, TJ, I mean, you're really, you should record some more podcasts. Those are really good crickets. Hey, TJ, you fucking faggot. What are you doing? Cosplaying you were in World War II. You were even in the infantry in the modern days, you little fucking fairy. Bam, podcast. This is how it is, man. You got to shit on people to get results. It's a great one. Why do you shit on everybody? Because the great one wants to get results. See, now that TJ found his microphone and knocked the dust off of it and figured out how to plug it into the computer and talk, and see, now, now, oh, he's going to feel like, oh man, that's actually kind of fun. I, I forgot how much fun it is to podcast. See, and right now I'm doing, that's not with that. Hey, TJ, you fucking faggot. I bet you can't do another podcast. I bet you're too pussified. Yeah, I bet you're too much of a goddamn woman. You sit there and diddle your little clit. Be like, oh, I did one podcast. I could take another year off because, oh, my feelings. All right, all of that aside. It's a very good podcast. I took some notes. They're not in the right order because I was scratching the notes on a piece of paper and they're all out of order because I was listening to this while I was working, actual real working, making money working, not playing Star Wars working, not downloading porn working. Before we delve into that, I should have, hold on, I should have prepped this ahead of time. Give me a second. I'm going to reach over here. TJ has, TJ is an author. He also said he's working on another novel. Well, get the fuck on it. So TJ's got his books. What's the first one? I forgot. It's in the other room. The Stringers Trilogy. The Stringers, wait, The Informers. Wait, hold on. Do I not have the third book in the Stringers Trilogy? Or is the prelude the third book? You fucking authors. I wish, God, I, God, I fucking hate them. The Strangers... 
16, 20. Could you guys make it clear? It's mostly clear. Is there a third book? Hold on. Where's the other book? I fucking hate authors. Okay, so The Redeemers is the prequel to the Stringers trilogy. That's the one I'm reading right now. All right, so that's not part of the trilogy. So I got The Stringers, which is part one of the trilogy, and I got The Informers, which is part two of the trilogy. Do I, is part, TJ, have you written part three yet? Do I just not have it? Have you? Are you still fucking around? Are you still cosplaying as an author instead of writing? Where's the third? I'll go on Amazon when I get finished podcasting. I'll look. Okay. It better fucking be there. If it's not there, I will be doing another podcast where I will make fun of you for writing a trilogy that only has two books in it. So that's not funity. Now, that's not funity. That's not funny. When you do like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy that has five books in it, see, that's funny. That's a trilogy with five books. See, five is more than three. So you get more than you expected. Like when women have sex with me, they get more than they expected, right? See, that's funny. A trilogy that only has two books in it, that's not funny, TJ. It's a good thing you have me. It's a good thing, TJ. You have me, the great one himself, the founder of the Cynical Libertarian Society, on the internet since 1999, podcasting for 18 years, who is right, who is always right, who has been right, who has never been wrong you are a lucky man to have me to give you this valuable feedback by the way i've also found three typos in your book so far it's okay i mean oh my god there's a typo god i you'll figure out what the word means i get it but it's like damn just everyone relax tj what's this what's this uh What's this part I bookmarked right here? Where the fuck is it? Hmm. Oh, here we go. This is what one character says to another character. Courage is when you risk losing something worth losing in hope of keeping or gaining something greater. Don't dilute the meaning of that word. I should back up a little. First, he he says, courage isn't when you have nothing to lose because it costs you nothing. Courage is when you risk losing something worth losing in the hope of keeping or gaining something greater. Don't dilute the meaning of that word. That's a pretty smart insight. You say, well, the character said it, but it came from the mind of T.J. Martinell, the young, underdeveloped teenage mind of young T.J. Martinell. I don't know how old he really is, but he's younger than me, so I can give him shit. Everybody's younger than me. Yeah, great one. You're a boomer. All right, I think that's enough of that. Let's get serious. Well, as serious as I'm going to get. So TJ's podcast where he addressed the cosplaying. 
he didn't really address the cosplaying because the cosplaying I was making fun of him for was this illustration of him and his friends on the Masculine Geek website that shows them wearing World War II infantry uniforms. That specifically was what I was making fun of, and at no point did he address why that drawing exists. So we're not going to worry about it. Because I have some other masculine geek thing related stuff that will be made fun of sometime in the future when I'm in a really bad mood. Which has nothing to do with TJ, by the way. Nothing to do with TJ. But he did this podcast talking about cosplaying in the modern day. And I scribbled the notes. We're going to go through this. It only make a certain amount. So here's, let me see if I can present TJ's thesis. TJ's thesis, as I'm going to interpret it and attempt to say it to you, and you should go listen to this podcast. If I remember, I will put the link in the show notes. I might even throw this into other people's podcast, which I need to get my ass on it and get that revitalized. I think, and I didn't sit down and try to write out a sentence of what is TJ's thesis ahead of time. I should have done that if I was prepared for the podcast. TJ's thesis, I think, is that adapting clothing and music and interior decorating and aspects of the past such as dressing like it's the 1950s, listening to music from the 1940s. That in a way this is cosplaying, yeah, but you're doing it because our modern culture has nothing to offer in any of those realms and more. And we'll, we'll dive into this more as I go through my... And I don't disagree with that at all. So let me just get started on this and see if I can articulate myself and get this to make sense. TJ's talking about dressing and he's talking about how you dress and dressing well when you go out not wearing your pajamas to the grocery store, all of which I agree with. He talked about how he's working on updating his wardrobe. And yeah, his wardrobe is kind of centered around that I believe was the 50s he was saying, but you know, suits, ties, night, blah, blah. And I get all of that. Actually, I kind of need to update my wardrobe. It's not kind of, I do. Now, I mean, I got my, I got my shorts and my Bermuda shirts. I mean, that's going to stay. But I do need to work on getting myself, whoa, as I knock over the furniture, I need to work on getting myself, you know, nice pants and a nice jacket. I definitely got to get some good shoes. I got some good shoes, but they're getting ragged out pretty bad. So look, yes, dress nice. Look good when you go out. I'm completely on board with that. Oh, and TJ mentioned, apparently he is going to some kind of masquerade party, cosplay party, 
where like a theme party, a period party. I, I mean, I, look, hey guys, I do theater. I have no problem with theme parties where everybody dresses up and acts like you're from the 1950s or whatever it is. I got no problem with that. But apparently TJ is going to attend this thing in Boulder, Colorado. Now, TJ, perhaps you have not listened to my podcast before, but you do know that Boulder, Colorado is like the nexus of insanity in like Central America. On the left course, on the left course, on the left coast, you got Los Angeles. On the right coast, you got New York. In the center of the country, you got Boulder, Colorado. Here's the best advice I can give you, TJ, while you're at this thing. First of all, any woman you're talking to, there is a solid 30% chance that's a man. So you're going to need to pay attention. You're going to need to pay attention really, really well. Number two, do not, once you get a beverage, once you get your drink, do not let it out of your sight. Because somebody will spike your drink. Not with a date rape drug. They'll spike your drink with estrogen and try to turn you into a woman. I don't know why TJ wants to go into the heart of enemy territory. Pretty sure if you wanted to dress up and pretend that it was the 1950s, you could probably do that someplace other than Boulder, Colorado. But it's, it's his life. You know, it's his testosterone levels. If he wants to risk it, who am I to stop him? He's a grown man. TJ also said that he listens to vintage records on the radio. I listen to vintage records on the record player, but hey, to each his own. TJ talks about clothing, architecture, music, all of these things that in the current year are dead. And he asked the question, what culture are we living in? Because if you said to somebody, you know, dress like it was the 1980s, or listen to music from the 1980s, or dress like it's the 1940s, or listen to music from the 1930s. Right? You can do all of these things. And even TJ even claimed, well, TJ says that the 90s had an identity to them, which I will agree with it. The 90s did have an identity, and that identity sucked. And he will say even the aughts and the teens had some identity to them. Maybe so. But then he asked the question, what about the 2020s? Is there any music from the 2020s that is going to be remembered? If someone came to you and said, I want you to, we're going having a theme party. We want you to dress like it's the 80s. You could do that. Somebody said, a theme party, dress like it's the 1940s. You could do that. We're having a theme party, dress like it's the 2020s. 
I mean, what? Wait, you wear your gym attire? You wear your box? I mean, boxers. You you wear your pajamas? And he's right in this sense. I've been saying this for ages. Music, music is dead, right? I constantly talk about the auto-tune nigger music. Right, the gym that I go to when the old boomer guy is running it because whoever's behind the desk just plays whatever music they want to play. I go in there and I hear 80s music playing. I know who's behind the desk that day. And then I walk in there and I hear the fucking nigger auto-tune music. I love you. What's that What's that fucking song? The one, uh, uh, fuck about, uh, shit, I can't, but I've heard it so many times and it's just shit. It's absolute shit. It's not even rap. It's not even rap. Somebody, I think it was Brett over at America.org, many moons ago, wrote a blog post that I read talking about music, Mozart and rap and all this other stuff and Dr. Dre. And he's talking about these things and he says, is rap music? The answer is no, it is not. And I agree with that. Rap is not music. But then he writes, is rap entertainment? And he says, yes, it is. And I would agree with that. Rap is entertainment. I like some rap. Some of Snoop Dogg's stuff is good. I do like Dr. Dre. I have both of his albums. I think he only has two albums. I like Too Short. I got most of Too Short's albums. There is some good rap. It's not music, but it is entertainment. And my point being, I know what rap can sound like, and I am capable of enjoying it. And this shit that I hear at the gym, it's not even up to that standard. It's not even up to that level. It's just the same fucking electronic drum in the background for four minutes with some guy singing into the auto-tune about how much he loves some broad. It's it's pure crap. And TJ talks about Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift is kind of this personification of music in the day and, and this day and age. And as he's talking about this stuff, I came to a realization. I come to many realizations. It's not that much of a realization, but music, because we already knew this. I'm just articulating it for the first time in this specific way. Music, like everything else in our society today, is completely dominated by women. Because we men will not control our broads. Because nobody wants to talk about the WQ or the JQ. And music, like everything else in our society today, because no one will talk about the WQ, has become a reflection of women's desires. And women's desires change constantly because women's desires are based entirely upon their feelings and their emotions in the moment. Because women do not understand the future. They do not know the future exists. They have no concept of tomorrow. 
They only have a concept of what their ego wants right now. And there will be no lasting style, fashion, music, architecture. We'll come back to that one in a minute. There will be no lasting cultural motifs, references, icons, concepts that will come out of the 2020s or the foreseeable future. And this is because when men create something, we create things that are timeless. Your automobiles from the 1950s and just 1960s. Great music. Beethoven, Bach, Tchaikovsky, Mozart, Duke Ellington. Women do not create things that are timeless and classic because what women want is constantly changing. And so when you live in a society like ours, where every aspect of culture, music, fashion, architecture, food, entertainment, everything is built to pacify the female ego in the moment without leaving behind any lasting impact because you don't want to remind women of their past, right? They, they have a do-over, right? They're going through life in tutorial mode. They have no past. And because we as a society have to eliminate the past to pacify women, when tomorrow comes, there's nothing to look back on. Say, hey, remember that great song? No, nobody does because there were no great songs. There was no great music in the 2020s. There's nothing in the 2020s other than muzzling up and not daring to question a woman. Fag tag believe women. TJ talked about architecture being dead. I've been talking about architecture being dead for ages. And TJ talked about how he used to go to McDonald's and it was, I think he said it was like going to Disneyland. It was like this fun place and it looked good. And he says, well, now when you go to McDonald's, you feel like you're in a hospital waiting room waiting to be sterilized. And I thought that was really funny because when you go to McDonald's, you are waiting to be sterilized, right? The plastics, the chemicals in the food. I'm reading the book. We'll get back to it. I know I said I was going to do, I'm, I will get back to that. You are, when you're sitting in McDonald's eating that shit, you are literally Hitler being sterilized. So I don't know if he knew that he was nailing it, but he nailed it. He also talked about 
when you go out into public places, you hear 80s music a lot. And TV commercials, in addition to black women, in addition to every TV commercial having a nigger woman in it, they also all have 80s music. He's right. And why do you think that is? Here's what I think that is. Because they're trying to appeal to people who listen to 80s music. Like the guy at the gym behind the desk that plays the 80s music when I go in, he's a boomer. Who has all the money? We talked about this, what, last episode? The boomers have all the money. They're not passing it on to their children. They're giving it to the corporations in the form of consumption, buying RVs, buying new cars, buying houses from BlackRock. The 80s music is being played everywhere around us Not just because the 20s have no music to offer. The 80s music is being played all around us because it's being played by boomers who still control everything even though they're fucking senile and should be dead. Because the boomers are trying to manipulate other people into spending money. And who are the people they're trying to manipulate? Other boomers. Because they're the only ones that have any money. I've seen these stats before. I haven't seen seen them lately. I need to go looking for them. How much much wealth in the United States? Because we have the 1% right in this this thing from the house nigger. He's talking about how the 1% have, what what was it, 40% of the money or 60% of the money? What percent of all the money and the wealth do the boomers have? The great one needs to look that statistic up. I'm writing this down. Boomer percent wealth. I've seen that statistic in the past, but that was years and years ago. It's changed. But music especially. Music is... Again, Taylor Swift... Like Taylor Swift is the biggest thing on earth right now or something. Music is no longer timeless. It's no longer classic. It's just as ephemeral as women's feelings because it's all designed to appeal to women. Because everything is designed to appeal to women. Everything. And so TJ says, look, I listen to old music. I dress in old style clothing. I have these old objects in my house, this old furniture. Somewhere, I remember where in the fuck this was. Some, the, the comment was something along the lines of, who wants to go into a house and be surrounded by a bunch of brown furniture? By brown furniture, they mean furniture that's made out of wood. You know, as opposed to furniture that's made out of cardboard that you purchased at Walmart or Ikea. Because you see, again, and this illustrates how all of this is interconnected. It is. If you have 
furniture that's made out of wood and you pass it down. Like when I was a kid, you had a cedar chest. This was like a thing. It was a chest, not like a woman's chest. This chest is useful. Well, a woman's chest is useful to women because they can show it on the internet and get money. A cedar chest. It was a chest, like a footlocker, if you're cosplaying that you were in World War II, that was made out of cedar wood. And you open it and you put stuff inside it. And like, I remember when I was a little kid, like I'd go to all the houses in my family and friends in my family, almost everyone had a cedar chest. And it was always at the foot of the bed. That's like just where it went. And you could sit on the top while you're putting on your shoes or whatever. There was a cedar chest in everyone's house. And you put valuables like, oh, I got this quilt that my grandmother made back in 1847 or something, right? And you put this stuff into the cedar chest. And you pass the cedar chest down through the family. And it was brown. It was made out of wood. And see, all of that is gone because that's something that is a tradition. It's a connection to your past. It's something that a human made out of a tree. It's unique. There's another, there's not another one like it on the planet Earth. It's individual. It has value. Someone took the time to create that. The people who have it value it and treasure it until it hit the boomers, the most effeminate generation ever. They then either threw it in the dump or sold it so they could get some money so they could put some gasoline in their Prius. And now everybody just has the cardboard boxes from Walmart. Right? You know, you go in someone's house and you see those white cardboard boxes by the door, like the boxes on their side that you throw stuff in. It costs $20 at Walmart made out of cardboard. That's where everyone has. But oh, we don't want any of that tacky brown furniture because we don't want to have any connection to the past because this is women. They want no connection to the past because the past is filled with their mistakes right? It's when they had all that drunken sex. It's when they got the STDs. It's when they got pregnant and subsequently had to get the abortions. It's when they got the tattoos. It's when they got the piercings. It's when they married the bad boy who beat them up. All of these things in women's past, they don't want to be reminded of any of this. And so we've created this entire culture that constantly caters to women's desire to wake up every morning and start afresh. And thus, there is no classic. There is no timeless. There is no tradition. There is nothing handed down. I I need to go to the store. I'm I'm not even going to take off my pajamas. I'm just going to put on my house shoes and go to the store. I don't have to look good for other people. Fuck other people. Like everything, everything TJ says in his podcast, let me just throw this out. Everything he says is completely legit. It's all, he's right about everything. Of course, 
we're not going to talk about the cause of this, right? Because we're not going to talk about the WQ. No, I don't think I don't think TJ mentions the WQ not one time. He talks about the problem <laughs> and talk about the cause. God forbid we should question women. Fag tag believe women. Give them their way all the time. <sighs> TJ asked the question, what did you think the future was going to be like? I've certainly talked about this. I thought the future was going to be space stations and moon bases. And as I've said over and over and over, we as a society abandoned all of that so we could provide daycare for niggers. That's real. That's my short answer and my long answer to that question. I mean, it's a good question. What did you, those of you, you know, over the age of 30 or something, I mean, what did you think? It's, it's fucking 2024. How many times have I talked about this over the podcast? There's no more progress in science and technology. Oh, your cell phone gets a little bit thinner and the battery lasts maybe a couple of days longer. This is not progress. Why? Why in the fuck are we still sending electricity across the country through power lines? Every nuclear-powered ship and submarine on the planet Earth is being powered by nuclear power. How many of them have melted down? None. Why doesn't every city just have its own goddamn miniature nuclear power plant? Where are my jetpacks? I saw years and years ago, I saw this. There was like a functioning thing. It wasn't like a jetpack, but it was like a personal helicopter. You like get and step inside and it got the big rotational blades and you could fucking fly around in it. Where is this shit? And it's, it's all stifled through this combination of government regulation. The government regulation is there to serve the corporations. I mean, the electric company doesn't want you to buy a nuclear power plant. I mean, if, if the city of Rapid City bought a nuclear power plant and plopped it down in the middle of the city and plugged into it, well, now all the electric companies go out of business. The advancement of our society is completely fucking stifled. And we could certainly blame this in part on women. I mean, especially, how many times have I had to tell you this one? Nuclear power... Who is it that's terrified of radiation? Women. Who is it that doesn't even know what radiation is? Women. And of course, TJ brings up my favorite thing, the internet. TJ points out that the internet makes things easy, such as being friends with people, makes things easy, and things that are easy are not valued because they're easy. Once again, the cedar chest versus 
the cardboard boxes from Walmart. The cardboard boxes from Walmart, easy, not valued. The cedar chest, not easy, handmade, passed down, valuable. My, my mother used to have a cedar chest. I have no idea where it is. It's, it's been long gone. Somebody in her family made that and it came to her and she got rid of it because she's a fucking boomer and they're destroying everything. They just destroy everything. I've talked about the same concept extensively in regards to cell phones, right? Back when I was young, we didn't have a cell phone. If you told your friend, hey, I'll meet you at the place on Saturday at 6 p.m., you had to show up at the place on Saturday at 6 p.m. because you couldn't fucking send him a text and flake out. I mean, in, in addition to being the greatest tool for censorship ever created, The internet is also responsible, and with, with internet, I'll include cell phone. The internet, cell phone, communication methodology, the forms and abilities to communicate in the way that is enabled by cell phones and the internet is responsible for a great amount of the destruction of connection between human beings. Cell phones and internets make it really easy to pretend you're friends with somebody that you're not friends with. And as soon as any of it becomes difficult, by difficult, I mean as simple as, oh, I said I'd go hiking with my friend today, but I don't really feel like getting up and going hiking. I just want to sit here on the couch and play Star Wars and eat bonbons, so I'm going to flake out. And TJ also asked the question, what are we doing with the internet now? And he said, it's basically TV. And he's right about this. As he said, like with TV, there's a lot of channels, but only a few of them are getting watched by a great number of people. And the internet, and, and that's why the internet is the greatest tool for destroying interpersonal relationships, for breaking down the family, for perpetuating lies, for spreading information that is wrong, for propagandizing people. Because even though there's all this stuff on the internet, pretty much everyone looks at the same shit. Right? My mother has 
MSN or my, whatever it is, sit as her homepage, the Microsoft News, right? And so when I have to work on her computer, I go, I open up Firefox and this shit appears and I see like these links to these, these news articles. And it's just pure bullshit. It's the stuff about how Ukraine is winning the war and how Donald Trump is going to prison for life any moment now and how Biden has saved the economy and how women are oppressed. And I'm just looking at this shit. I'm like, this is what 90% of people in the United States see when they see the internet. And gosh, society is getting worse.